Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome everyone to Daily Distraction here on Fightful.com. It is a Tuesday, I think. Days are day days I don't think exist anymore, Joe. No, I thought it was SmackDown tonight about an hour ago, so that should tell you where I am. I have no idea what's going on. But yes, definitely. It's definitely Tuesday. I can confirm your correct <laughs> Sources are telling me it's Tuesday. Yes, definitely. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by my co-host, Joe Holbert. Joe, it's already been, I don't know if it feels like it's been a busy week, but we had Ricky Starks on the show yesterday. Yes. Former, former NWA television champion, Ricky Starks joined us. Everyone check out that interview Went about 40 minutes with Ricky, very open and honest in, in everything he talks about. Talked about uh, finding out he's going to win the NWA title, working with uh, Trevor Murdoch and Eddie Kingston, meeting The Undertaker and having barbecue with him and, and helping him train for a Mania match against John Cena a couple years ago, uh, wrestling a broom, video games, Ricky hates sports. Like We, we covered a bunch of things in the in the 40 minutes ricky is a great great uh person very charismatic and so hopefully people check that out and take a liking to him yeah I, my only fear is that it might set the bar a little bit high that's my <laughs> only concern because we're still early in the daily distraction thing right and early on we've had a, an actual wrestling star on the program and now we go back to our bracket so <laughs> this could be a big drop off we'll see how it does in the ratings you know we're always trying to win the war we've forgotten about it jeremy right it's a different war now that we're daily. Very different war altogether. But w- we're always trying to win it. WWE is counter-programming with us yes. with all this news that they've been dumping. Like, we did we did the show last Thursday, and, like, immediately after our show, they're dumping this news that, oh, we're going to air past WrestleManias on ESPN. And it's like, all right. I mean, that would have been something cool to talk about. But now just take away from our show. They, they did – the worst one was the – when they fired Berrios and Wilson after we'd already recorded. <laughs> yes. They, they fired them like, like, a... like an hour or two after recording. Like, hey, new distraction in an hour talking about Lacey Evans and how – I don't remember what Lacey Evans was doing. Probably the same that thing That feels like a now. real long time ago, man. That yeah. really does. Everything feels like a long yes. time ago right now. I long for the days that that was a headline, them, them getting fired. I mean, that, with all respect to them two people, I just, you know – it was a different time. We Business has changed. We didn't. <laughs> Business has changed. Plans change. We didn't have daily distraction a week ago, and I feel like we've been doing this show for two months. <laughs> yes. When I was saying it's early in the process, I didn't realize how early it was. It's literally like the third day of it. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a game changer. But I think we can use the mania, old mania topics for our regular show tomorrow because based on Raw, Jeremy, we ain't going to have much to talk about. Okay, so we'll save that. Note it down. Uh, and we'll return to our regular program for that one. Thursday, we will have our regular show uh, where we put five minutes on the clock and discuss everything that's going on, and we'll have some some WrestleMania talk. Um, and really, that's yep. it. <laughs> yep. That's about it. Some AEW talk, I guess. Uh, since I guess so. Yeah. yeah. 
So <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. And then Friday we'll be back with another Daily Distraction where we're going to talk about the WWE March Madness bracket, which we're going to get into today. We, we unveiled the brackets last Friday. If you want to go back and listen to that show, you can go inside the mind of Joe Holbert and how he... <laughs> Managed to upset everyone with how he seeded uh, certain superstars. And we did our first round preview. Voting happened over the weekend uh, since Friday. So if you missed out on voting, what what are you doing with your life? You don't have anything better to do right now but vote. This is the only thing you're going to be able to vote in this year. All the elections are going to get canceled. So this is your only voting this year. This has been a very insightful process, Jeremy. I've actually not got much abuse, which I'm very thankful for. Um, the number of votes have been quite startling and are very scary because I think it's not our audience in any way, shape or form. But you warned me of that. Uh, there's a lot to be learned here, which we're going to get into, obviously, when we look at the bracket. And there's some big matches coming up, Jeremy. Big, big matches coming. Very big matches coming. So we're going to get into things right now. Again, we, we broke things down into the SmackDown, Raw, and Women's region and NXT. Let's not forget them. Uh, no, you can forget them. Man. Don't worry, <laughs> everyone else does. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> we, we broke things down into the four separate regions. Joe picked based on essentially who's gotten TV time, even though he left out Dana yeah. Brooke and Tamina criminally. Tamina's <laughs> going to be in WrestleMania, and Joe has Ruby Riot in there. Ruby Riot's not going to be on WrestleMania. Sure, but no commission would sanction a Tamina title match. That's They've done some shadiness there. I don't know how they pulled that one off. But yeah, you are correct. How did I not see that coming? Huh? That was Everyone should have known, right? Uh, so Joe seated them based on TV time, and voting happened over the weekend. Voting is closed on the first round, so we're going to take a look at the results right now. We're going to begin with the raw bracket. If you're watching on YouTube, the bracket will come up on the screen. We're going to disappear. The bracket will come up on the screen so you can see how things have played out. There you go. There is the raw bracket. So first round, we had Brock Lesnar just destroying Eric Rowan, 91% to 8%. Not not much of a matchup there. Pretty expected on that one. Yeah, I mean, as we go through this, the Raw region, I would say, has got a lot of talent, but there was not a ton of surprises here, as we're going to get into. But, yeah, Brock was a lock here, right? Um, Poor Eric Rowan. I don't know if he deserved to be the 16 seed, but he was, and unfortunately it went, as you'd expect. I am interested, though, in that 9%. I want to know, if you're one of those 9%, tell me. I understand being frustrated with Brock, but that feels like a step too far. So I would like answers. Do you I mean, think, that's going to be a common theme. I want answers from people. Do you, do you think Eric Rowan's spider would have done better against Brock? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Because, because people just vote, and it would have been funnier if it just said Eric Rowan's spider. Maybe I should have done that, right? That would have been an idea, actually. If, we'll never know now, because he'll never get in it again. So, unfortunately, that's just a missed opportunity. We'll have to forget, I guess. Uh, the 8-9 matchup, Andrade beats Rey Mysterio, 57.1% to 42.9%. Maybe a slight upset, but no real upsets in 8-9 in matchups. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about this one. They felt I was yeah. very mean for making this. 8-9's the hardest one, right? That should be the one that, that's the uh, the heart wrench. There's a couple of others. Except in the, the women's but... division. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we know about it, Jeremy. We're going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that comment on the table, okay? We'll get to that when we get to it. But this sets up an awesome match, right? Andrade Brock, is this a match we need to see, or is this a match that would make me upset? I'm... I think Brock's going to win. A lot of momentum behind Brock right now. Andrade, I think the WrestleMania announcement actually hurt him of here's this random tag team title match that he's just getting for when it looked like they were going in a completely different direction. But I guess Ray's quarantined now, so yeah. they had to plans change. Uh, I, I think Brock's going to take this. Andrade, I was a little surprised he beat Ray, so it's possible that he's got he's got enough to possibly be uh, i don't know i don't see it i don't see it i think brock's taking this but we both agree that as a talent brock is great right but we also very much enjoy the bill goldberg experience and as we're about to get to that was a very different <laughs> outcome so this will really test how unpopular eric rowan is for you know there's a lot of answers to be found out in this andrade matchup because this is close or Andrade wins. Eric Rowan really is. I mean, he needs to reconsider what he's doing. This is a poor showing in the bracket for me. But it's a good matchup, definitely. 
<laughs> WWE should look at this and see, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have these people on TV. Like, they, yes. they didn't do anything. And he's what like, a surefire way of doing things that would be. They're going to book based on the distraction March Madness tournament. <laughs> yes, that would be very small, I agree. Uh, 5-12, Randy Orton beats Ricochet 68.3% to 31.7%. Ricochet just poor timing on this one. Orton with the edge feud, completely killing it. Ricochet, he shaved his beard. Yeah, I mean, I have I have to talk about this a little bit, Jeremy, because I felt a while ago like I was the only Randy Orton fan in the world. And now, every popular wrestling account on earth is posting these cool RKOs, these cool promos. <laughs> Everyone loves him. Best heel in the business. You know, so this was always going to happen, but um, I get it. Everyone wants to be on the bandwagon now, right? Because, you know, he's doing cool empty arena promos. But, yeah, you're right. Timing killed Ricochet here. Randy Orton's doing the best stuff he's done in years, and Ricochet is doing, um, well, he's doing that stuff he's doing, Jeremy. There's nothing more to say about that. I've, I've gone enough on that topic, but, yeah, this was this was expected, I think. Kevin Owens beats Buddy Murphy, 81.9%, 18.1%. Yes. This was not close. No, and I believe my caption was upset a yeah, lot, it was. which I had good I had good luck with that as a caption choice, <laughs> and I'm going to keep running with it until. But yeah, that was a uh, I was actually shocked that it was that wide. I know people love Kevin Owens, but I guess Buddy Murphy's now just a part of the fabric. Right? I guess people don't care anymore. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe it speaks more to Owens. I I think cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy stood a better chance than disciple yes. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, so do I. But I guess. He would probably say, well, that's the way it should be. He's a heel, but who cares at this point? You know what I mean? He's going to be in the... Uh... Oh, there is no battle royal, Jeremy. Oh. We, we, should, I... we should do... I don't know how many how many <laughs> options you can put up on Twitter. we got to do a second place game at the, the very least. Um, yes. Yeah, we can throw people in this loser's battle royal. we got to fill out... we gotta, we got some time to kill. we got to fill out some cards here. Get everybody on the show. Yeah, this is a very good idea. I like this a lot, definitely. I like that a lot. That's no for sure. This is essentially how every idea we come up with goes, is we message each other, like, three, four hours before the show starts, and it's like, hey, are we going to do this? And it's like, sure. And that's all we talk about. It. <laughs> yes, yes. But to be fair, the execution could be a lot worse. I mean, it might not be perfect, but it could be worse, right? We could have full-on disasters going on here. I only forgot Liv Morgan and Lana. This could have gone a lot worse, this particular <laughs> idea. So I think we should carry on with our process. It seems to be working. Or it works for me anyway. I don't know if it works for the audience. <laughs> Kevin Owens and Randy Orton in the second round. That's big time. That is. That's. A, I mean, that's the perfect 5-4 matchup, right? You just can't split them. I think as good as Owens has been as like the t- de facto top babyface of Raw, I guess, outside of Drew, uh, Randy's form is to be feared here. I, I'm not sure. This is going to be real close, I think. This could be one that goes down to the wire. That Orton promo on Raw was really strong, too. Made, it a, made a strong case for him winning the second round. I don't know what what else he was building, but I thought he built his second-round matchup with Kevin Owens very well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the same amount of people are going to be in attendance for these matchups, so at this point, <laughs> I mean, he may as well just drop a line in about this bracket. He may as well to me. It makes no difference, you know? <laughs> Uh, AJ Styles defeats Samoa Joe as a 6-11 matchup, 65% to 35%. Not too shocking. Joe's been off television for a bit, mm-hmm. and even when he was on television, he was stuck in the kind of grouped in with a bunch of different people. Styles is always kind of a, a featured guy, and Styles has been doing really good work in this Undertaker feud as well. I mean, these are both great, right? But I, I was interested in asking, if, I, if both of these guys are on the draft board, okay? And you haven't got to worry about age or health or any of that business. Who are you taking for your for your roster? I'm probably taking Samoa Joe. Mm. If I'm not worried about age, health, anything like yeah. if I am worried about like we're talking current form, right? Not like yeah. all time form. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Joe in that instance, but AJ has become a really strong promo in WWE. Yeah. I, I tweeted last night, like he he joined WWE became a great promo and a bad wrestler. And I, I don't know how that happened, but it seemingly did. Um, yeah, I mean, I I always find that part interesting with Joe because I often sit and think, like, who is better than Joe? Like, outright just better than him. All round. Very few guys, right? And it speaks to, both, speaks to him that both of us are like, we'd probably take him over AJ Styles. I mean, as you say, AJ's doing some amazing stuff promo-wise. I agree that, you know, the in-ring is a little bit, 
less kind of well it's a lot less sort of dynamic and dramatic and explosive but yeah I think it's always an interesting part with Joe but timing is what it is man and he, he just always felt a little bit outmatched here Seth Rollins defeats Rusev, similar to, to AJ and Joe, just yep. where these guys are at right now. 69.3%, 30.7% for Rusev, so Rollins moves on. I think Rusev had a chance a few months ago, but not being on television lately, just no real chance for him. I also think Seth is an example of one of these guys that like people are so consistently criticizing that I forget has a ton of fans. And I don't even mean that as a yeah. knock on him. Like, it just happens. It's going to happen a lot on this bracket. Like, you see so much criticism of these guys. These are the guys that are featured all the time and pushed. And it's like, if they're pushed and featured, that means they're definitely going to have a ton of fans. Other than some exceptions, which we will get to. Seth Rollins is a guy that people... There are still a lot of people that like him. So, yeah, this wasn't a huge surprise to me. But I think you're right. Rusev's just total absence. I don't know what the deal is with Rusev, right? Like, does anyone have any clue what's going on there? He's just vanished, I guess. It's reported contract because he hasn't re-signed. He says he has a back injury. It, who knows at the what okay. what the real story is at this point? But whatever it is, he's not on television. He's uh, certainly not. <laughs> so Styles and Rollins in the second round. That's another. That's a good matchup right there as well. Oh, I look. I'm gonna be honest. I want AJ to go through. I uh, the set. The Monday Night Messiah thing is very good in every way, but I just don't care about any of it. So I'm pulling for the people to do the right thing again. They did it so far, for me anyway. Uh, but this is close again. This The Raw side, Raw's got a nice roster, right? They've, they've done a good job. Most of the guys are not in a worse position than they were when they got put there, which is a big benefit. We'll get to SmackDown. This roster's pretty good, and we've got four good matchups here. And this one actually could be the closest of all of them, I think. I think this one will be Orton and Owens is going to be close as well. This, this yeah. is another one where both guys are coming off strong promos building this match on, on mm-hmm. Monday's Raw. I thought Rollins' promo was great, and I thought Styles' promo was great. It's amazing how these WWE promos are better at the Performance Center because they're just, like, talking normally, and they're not, like, yelling yeah. scripted lines. It's funny how that works. Some of the solo ones, I think, are worse, but when you have an opponent to talk to, like Seth did... It is so much better, right? Yeah. Like, because he had, he could just clearly speak one on one. It was like a press conference. It was just, it was better. But that, I think that was the best promo Seth's done in like, best one I can recall, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was great. But yeah, um, this is going to be close. It wouldn't surprise me if Seth took this, Al. All right. I, I don't know if I'd be surprised because um, I'm with you that Rollins, like, I feel like many on our timeline is just like Seth Rollins sucks. Seth Rollins is not cool. But there are people yeah. that aren't on our timeline that like love Seth Rollins. That love him, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alistair, you predicted – you know what? They did. They did steal from the from the distraction WWE March Madness bracket. Alistair yes. Black and Bobby La- – this is a WrestleMania match. We know the results. Spoiler what? alert. Alistair Black wins. Yeah, I mean I think we know that result – in every way, shape, form, regardless of show. But yeah, I must say, this was a bit of a crusher one for us. I mean, I don't know if you got to the percentages there, Jeremy. They were very sad for me. Yeah, you, it's, it's 89.7% for Black and 10.3% for uh, Bobby. I mean, you got you got to ask questions about the people voting at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with them on most of this stuff, but surely Bobby gets a 30% share of this one, right? What's the deal with the Bobby hate? I don't get it, but... Alistair Blake's cool. He goes through. I don't think he's lasting much longer, though, to be honest. I think the next round's probably where he's run ends. No, yeah. Drew McIntyre uh, crushes Umberto Carrillo. 93.5% for McIntyre. 6.5% for Carrillo. Uh, we all saw this coming. Yeah, this feel... And Black Drew, I'd say, is the, the lock of the Raw region on this, on this round, right? I would say so. I mean, Black's got fans, but Drew is just... He's building steam and... Alistair Black is leading to like a cold match with Bobby Lashley. So, a rematch, I should say. Yeah, it's not a cold match. It's a a big-time rematch taking place at WrestleMania. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd say that's the easiest one to call out of those four. If WWE tries to build Black and Lashley as the first time ever, uh, I'm going to call them out on it because it's just... Cease and desist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Uh, That is the, the raw bracket, ladies and gentlemen. So... Not too many surprises. I think the biggest surprise out of this region was probably, I think, 
I expected a little bit more from from Ricochet and Joe and maybe Mysterio I thought was going to beat Andrade, but I voted for Andrade, so I'm not too surprised to see him win. Any like big surprises that stood out to you? No, I, I thought this one was the most... It was probably the easiest to like um, piece together when I was doing it, and I think it came out pretty much as I expected. I agree with you that I thought some of them would be closer, especially the Joe one, but... I guess we spoke about it last week, right? Rather, we, what the reasons why it would be this way. So, I'm not super surprised. This roster, I think, is actually in very good shape, and I didn't realise it fully until I put together a fantasy bracket, uh, Jeremy, which should tell you the level of uh, the level of effort I put into covering the show. But yes, I thought it, I thought it went as expected. We'll move on to the NXT bracket now. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, it is up on the screen. First round matchup, Adam Cole, Leo Rush. Not much to this one. Adam Cole, 92.4%. Leo Rush, 7.6%. I still think Cameron Grimes would have stood a better chance. This, I must say, I I don't want to wrap up this whole thing here, Jeremy, but this this region was no fun. There's no fun here, no fun in games. Just everyone, the status quo. I thought there was Upset City on coming, but there was none. Absolutely no fun, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, Adam Cole, this was this, you know, this was what it was. You're probably right. Cameron Grimes hat probably did have a better chance, but some things had to had to be sacrificed. I wanted Kushida on there for his thirty percent. You know, I just wanted to represent that thirty percent of Kushida voting when we get to him. So Leo Rush was here because he was here. <laughs> I have no more to say. Because you didn't this... want to put Cameron Grimes there. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this was what it was. We end up with what we got here. And uh, NXT is a strange place with strange a strange fan base that apparently has no hot takes. All of the top guys are the top guys. I expected some kind of contrarian stuff going on, but there was none of it. I must say, I was impressed actually by how in, in order it was on the NXT region. Matt Riddle defeats Pete Dunne, 62.4%, 37.6%. Not, uh, not, not too shocking there. No, I think we kind of concluded last last week, right, that Riddle, they're both great talents, but Riddle's just, he's more popular in the sense of people having him as like their favorite guy. I think people, everyone likes Dunn, but I don't think he's quite the level of fandom. So we've got Adam Cole and Matt Riddle in the second round. I could see Matt Riddle taking this. Yeah, I think it's very hard to be champ for 15 years like Adam Cole has been and still be like super popular. So he could be in danger here. We could have an actual upset on our hands in the NXT region. Uh, Riddle could go super far here, right? Riddle could actually represent NXT, I think, on fan voting. Keith Lee against Bobby Fish, another just slaughter. Eighty-six point eight percent for Keith Lee, thirteen point two for old Bobby Fish. Not much to this one. No, this is this was what it was. But you know, the tag guys. I was stunned by by Bobby's partner more than this one. But this one was to be expected. Keith Lee's a tough matchup for anyone. Finn Balor beats Angel Garza, 75.8%, 24.2% for Garza. I think we tried talking ourselves into Garza <laughs> standing a chance. And, I mean, he, he didn't do bad compared to the other lower seeds, but uh, Balor, NXT Balor is, is a very popular guy. Was this my second upset alert? Tweet? Yes, yeah. Okay. It was so actual upset alert was your was your <laughs> caption for this. So good to see I can read the audience <laughs> there. You know, I really was on... Yeah, but I, I was convinced that he had some kind of chance, but I guess not. You're right. Again, he goes to that thing, right? Some people might be on our feed sometimes, but like, oh, Balor's, you know, he's kind of stale, he's boring, he's this, that. I liked Finn Balor. I thought this was pretty hard to vote, but everyone else seemed to, or the consensus at least, found it pretty easy. So, um yeah, Keith Lee, Finn Balor's a pretty fun one, right? That's that's an interesting one. I think Keith Lee is the favorite, though. Keith Lee, Finn Balor is definitely a fun one. I'm, mm-hmm. I think Keith Lee's the favorite as well. But Balor, again, NXT Balor is, he's different than main roster Balor. Main roster yes. Balor would get killed. NXT Balor, yeah. people people really enjoy. So, but I think Keith Lee. It's weird with NXT. I don't know who has any momentum as far as like television wise on NXT yes. right now, because except Gargano and Ciampa, because they spent three hours talking about their feud on the last. And people look, we got we got a new episode of NXT tomorrow. This is your chance, everyone. The I don't know when the NXT voting is going to happen, but if it doesn't happen until after your show, 
go out there, cut a great promo, have a great match, prove to the audience why you should move on in the Distraction March Madness tournament. Who on the NXT staff is delivering that speech, you think, tomorrow? Is, we, <laughs> is it Terry Taylor or are we going bigger? Is it, are we talking Shawn Michaels? I think Sean's talking... delivering that. Like, wow. like Sean's telling, go out there and steal the show. I mean, that's that's Sean's whole thing. So I think Sean's wow. rallying the troops and letting them know, look, th- this is your last chance to try to go through into the third round. Yeah, I mean, and he's right, too. Okay, There's a lot on the line here. There's a lot of stakes. There's a lot of pride here. I think it's it's pivotal that someone of Sean's stature reminds the talent what is on the line. This is a lot, a lot reputation-wise. If we go down on your record forever, right? This victory, this loss, you can't erase it, Jeremy. This isn't just a match on Raw. This is an actual bracket here we're doing on the podcast. 6-11 matchup. This is one where we thought maybe the, the lower seed actually did have a chance. But Velveteen Dream moves on over Kyle O'Reilly, 66% to 34%. Uh, I mean, the best lower seed showing outside of riddle and dunn which doesn't really count of anybody in the bracket but even still um velveteen dream moves on i have never seen anyone say anything remotely negative about kyle o'reilly and i was convinced that it would lead to at the very least some form of 50 50 but velveteen dream i i see criticism but his style is such that he will be someone people truly love or maybe hate sometimes, but people love him, and I don't know if that's the case with Kyle. I just think people think he's awesome, and they move on, kind of thing, right? Like it's probably that's what it is. It's a, a passion thing. Johnny Gargano defeats Kushida. You had to have Kushida on there, and he represented well, I guess. Gargano yeah, wins. Gone worse. Gargano wins seventy-seven point two percent to twenty-two point eight percent. I you know what Kushida actually did fairly well considering I didn't expect him to get even twenty percent of the vote. Kushida's very good and everyone that voted for him is very good and that's all you need to know about this. You know, all I'm saying is to the audience, I'm looking at the matchup underneath this. Do not let more Gargano Champa take place in our bracket. Please <laughs> just step in either in this matchup or the next one. Dream and Gargano in the second round. That's a strong matchup. That Dream could pull off the upset here. After the show against O'Reilly, I'm actually picking it. Jeremy, I'm picking it. I think Velveteen Dream is going through here. Oh, God. You're going to caption the poll with upset alert, and then everyone's going to vote for Gargano. <laughs> yes. Yes. This will be happening a lot. This will be a common theme. Upset alerts not being upset alerts <laughs> in the end. Ow. I mean, it's just like uh, the actual March Madness where the experts go on there, and they're like, I love that. This. this is my upset lock right here. And then the, the team gets blown out by like 30 or something. You should you should uh, reverse psychologize. I don't know if that's a word, but you should try to pull reverse psychology on people and be like, "Oh, should be an easy win for the top seed here," and then they're gonna be like, "I'll show you, Holbert," and then they'll vote for the upset. I don't want to make this a competition between <laughs> me and the people voting. Definitely not. But what I will say, I, I must say this. I mean, I have been producing features, Jeremy, for quite some time on Fight for. And last week you said, "Do the poll on your Twitter, Joe, and we'll give you a boost." And I thought, oh, this could be very bad. I don't know why I've been writing features. I should just be doing polls and getting people to retweet them <laughs> on Fight Account because my my numbers are going through the roof. People don't want to read stuff; I just want to click vote and follow. Right? That's it. I'll yeah. figure it out. More polls coming. More polls coming. <laughs> uh, Roderick Strong seven ten against Dominic Dajakovic. Roderick Strong wins sixty nine point four thirty point six. I'm a little surprised Dajakovic got that much. Not that he's like bad or anything. I I thought Strong just had way more support than he did, and it makes me worried about the next round matchup as far as how he's going to fare. That was exactly my fault. I feel he's done. I feel this is the end of his of his run, which is very sad. I wanted Roddy to go far, but at least he made it this far. He did the right thing in that sense. The next matchup, I mean, I actually think Roddy would have a better chance against Gargano than he does against Champa. But that's just not how the bracket works, Jeremy, unfortunately. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa against Damian Priest. Ciampa easily wins 90.5% to 9.5%. Uh, Ciampa moves on to face strong. And yeah, based on that first round, I think Ciampa is going to move on once again. And Roderick Strong has a, a small but kind of like loud and, and reliable fan base. And Ciampa, yes. Ciampa's fan base is just much larger. I'm proud to be in that loud and reliable fan base, <laughs> but we have no chance in this battle. 
So that is the, the NXT. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. T-bracket, as you said, pretty straightforward. The only real, I mean, nine over eights, not an upset. And pretty much all of the the top seeds won kind of going away. There wasn't anything that mm-hmm. close on this. So not much going on with the, the NXT. We got some good second round matchups, though. We do. We do. I mean, they're easier to care about. I'll say that much. That's my praise for them. They're, they're much easier to care about. I think we're going to have some close ones. I hope so anyway. Uh, but this was the least interesting bracket, I would say, unfortunately, or region, unfortunately. We move on to the SmackDown region now. Begin things with Roman Reigns against Shorty G. Reigns wins 67.7% to 32.3%. Shorty G with a, a good showing. Yes, either that or Roman with a concerning one. I'm not sure yeah. which. But I must say, and me and you have laughed a lot about SmackDown, bless its heart, since moving to Fox, very funny show. This roster is hilarious. (laughs) There is no one on this roster other than the two people that I happen to put right against each other that everyone likes. And that is an incredible feat, and I want to praise whoever did it. But, yeah, in this case, um, this this should be a lot, and it was. But as we get into things... Things get a little bit wacky here on SmackDown, so we'll start with something that's kind of understandable, it's rigid, and then it gets a bit bit wild. Sami Zayn defeats Jeff Hardy, another 9-8 upset. Like 9-8, if, you, if you're looking for upsets, that's where you go. Yes. 57.2% to 42.8%, Zayn wins. Not too surprising, he's been good lately, Hardy's been away. I thought maybe Hardy's just overall fan base would kind of boost him there, but Sami Zayn... I, the the more recent television appearances probably and and Zayn has a strong fan base as well. Yeah, this I think this was somewhat to be expected, and also the percentages being tight didn't surprise me. Right, we said Jeff Hardy's fan base was super strong, but someone who's on the fence, Sammy's just been doing more recently, so that was that wasn't a surprise to me. Now we get we get into things here. We have a twelve five upset, which. I mean, if you if you follow the NCAA March Madness, every year there's a 12-5 upset. This one, we'll talk about the circumstances here in a second, but Drew Gulak beats Braun Strowman 61.7% to 38.3%. The timing on this, your, your yes. tweet was timing is everything, and you were just referencing, hey, Drew Gulak's on television, you know, he's teamed with Daniel Bryan. Like, Strowman just lost the Intercontinental title. He hasn't really been seen since then. You know, maybe Drew Gulak pulls this off. But the literally as this poll is, is going on, Braun Strowman makes some not-so-smart comments about independent wrestlers and saying they should find better jobs, more secure jobs, whatever, whatever it is that he said. And everyone turned on him. And I think that was a big factor in this voting. Yeah, I mean, this is an incredible feat for, for Drew Gulak, right? I mean, just two months ago, 
we could have just finished it. We could have said no career left for Drew in WWE. Bless his heart. Great run. Not really, but he tried his best. He's had some fun PowerPoints. Farewell. You know, one program with Daniel Bryan later, and I'm looking at him. I think he's going to win the thing, Jeremy. <laughs> but unfortunately, he uh, the next matchup, we have an Elimination Chamber rematch, right? So that's going to be tough for him. But it's still an incredible feat for him. And, uh, yeah, poor, well, I guess poor Braun is probably not the best way to phrase it. But definitely, timing was everything here, definitely. Braun's got to be smarter that, like, he knows the poll is going on. At the, exactly. You can't make these comments. Wait until the poll is over. Like, you, you yeah. can't make these comments in the middle of vote. This was self-sabotage. He should have saved it for his post-game interview after he'd been eliminated, right? He yeah. should have gone that and just got it all off his chest then and left a villain. But instead, he gave himself no chance. That was a major error, you're correct. Definitely. Poor tactics. Daniel Bryan defeats Mustafa Ali. 88.4%, 11.6% for Ali. This was a rough draw for Ali. And I thought he'd do a little bit better. The power of Daniel Bryan is, is something else right now. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that percentage makes me think that this is like Daniel Bryan's winning this thing, man. This is Daniel Bryan winning that heavily against Mustafa Ali is terrifying for everyone else in this in this competition. That's that says a lot about him and how great he is generally, how great he's been recently. Uh, it is very much a Joe Holbert move to put the only two people that everyone likes on SmackDown against each other, but that's just the way it is, right? Daniel Bryan looks he looks like he's in a really good spot here. Moving on. I think we skipped over the second round matchup between Reigns and Zayn, so I'm gonna reverse course. Oh yes, correct. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, that could be a close one because I'm with you that the the showing for Reigns in the first round doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. No, I'm, I'm gonna say it, Jeremy. Upset alert. I'm gonna <laughs> say it. I'm throwing it out there. I think this could be this could be a, this could be a dangerous one for for Roman. I think Sami. Everyone likes Sammy, right? If you're just if you're one of those people who's bored of Roman, you're you probably like Sammy. Everyone likes Sammy to some extent. So I don't I think this is very, very dangerous one for Roman. He's got to be careful here. Um and if he does get through Sammy, Daniel Bryan is just he's rolling his way through underdogs at that point, right? Like we're looking ahead. This is gonna be a big time run. So yeah, I think be wary of the upset. It could be close though, definitely. Brian and Gulak in the second round. So so friends collide here. Uh, Gulak, look, I don't think Daniel Bryan is going to get on social media and be like, you know what? Fuck the coronavirus. Go outside. Shake a bunch of hands. I, I don't see that happening. So I, what would da- honestly, what would Daniel Bryan have to do to get the people to turn against him? Hmm. That is a big question, right? That's a real big question. He would definitely have to do something opposite All Elite Wrestling. I think he would have to... You know this talk right now about WWE copying the camera angles used on Dynamite? Yeah. I think if he took a firm stance against that opinion and really went all in on it, right? Like called the All Elite guys like fake play wrestlers, then I think we're starting to get somewhere. But Gulak would have to play his part. He'd have to stand up for the All Elite guys. Then we're getting somewhere. See, I... I agree with you that if you go against the AEW fan base, then but you you're correct in saying like you've got to go all in. You can't just say like, "Hey, guy, like Hurricane Helms was like, yeah, ROH has been using that camera angle for years." Like you can't yeah, just say, no. "Hey, you can't just say eh, ROH has done it for years." Like WWE house shows do it. You've got to really go all in and just be like, "Ah, eh, <laughs> Cody's neck tattoo is well, if he calls that terrible, people will probably be on his side." But you, you've got to you got to take shots at Luther. You take shots at Luther. And and then the people are turning against Daniel Bryan. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, though, right? I mean, I don't think I'm going to be posting this too far away, so he's going to have to get on it if he, <laughs> if he plans on sabotaging himself to that degree. But definitely, basically become Jim Cornette, and I think he's he's out of this. Thing. That's what I would say, basically. That's my advice to Daniel Bryan, if he's watching, or when he watches, is uh, you're going to have to go to that extreme, definitely. I mean, unless you want to win, then just keep being Daniel oh, yeah. Bryan. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot the purpose of the tournament now. I think, for a yes. well, yeah, but Bryan's yeah. a guy who just wants to put everybody over, so that's why True. it's yeah. possible he's he just owes like... Gulak. Yeah. <laughs> Give him his win back, I agree. Uh, Sheamus against King Corbin. Sheamus wins 70.1% to 29.9% for King Corbin. I think we both like Corbin. He just... 
we're in the minority. We're very much this, in the minority. This is a massive indictment of poor King Corbin, right? <laughs> like, I like Sheamus. He was a feature topic for me not long ago, but my God, Sheamus winning 70% over someone. That's a, that's a real feat because he's done nothing interesting since coming back. So, yeah, I mean, that was impressive on Corbin's part. But he'll probably take that as like a badge of honor, right? No cool moves. He's done it again. He's won again. We hate him, Jeremy. Yeah, He's won we, it again. we should tell King Corbin that you know he'll use this to generate more heat. I mean, oh my he's going to imagine he's... him bringing this up in the empty PC. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for who you want. <laughs> he's going to get on uh, SmackDown on Friday and just be like. You know, you people is gonna cut the you people promo. You people voted for Sheamus. Sheamus doesn't even have a match at WrestleMania. He got seventy percent. That's who wow. you're voting for. I'm on. I'm main eventing. <laughs> I think you're. I think promo. to be honest, Jeremy. I think with that kind of direction, SmackDown can finally take the upswing we've been <laughs> waiting for. I really do. That's the kind of blurring the lines that we need. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, the Fiend against Cesaro. Very close one here. I feel like Cesaro was leading with just hours remaining. And then The Fiend made a strong push at the end. But The Fiend wins 53.8% to 46.2%. Not looking good for The Fiend moving forward with, with this kind of voting. I agree, but looking at his next opponent, I think he's in a pretty good spot. Um, I, I've seen Cesaro, people like. So it didn't surprise me it's close. People are kind of soured on The Fiend thing. But you are right. It was it switched back and forth. I think a couple times. Sheamus and the Fiend. I am torn on. I really. Wow. I don't know. I think the Fiend is so cold right now. You know, maybe the program with Cena helps him and has turned him around a little bit. Meanwhile, Sheamus is doing literally nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that helps him. But I think people just like Sheamus, and people just enjoy like social media Seamus and stuff and that okay I think this is going to be close this is my right, upset be... alert wow upset alert <laughs> yeah okay uh, I, I gotta be honest with you the, the Fiend promo last week on Smackdown or however many weeks it was I don't know Dream. I'm getting I'm losing track of all this whenever he did this promo in the ring with Cena I think is the first thing I've enjoyed of his in a very long time That's so fair. for me he's he's as warm as he's been in, in quite some time so I felt like this was pretty easy to pick, but you've now convinced me that Seamus is some kind of social media presence. So I'm, I'm less, I'm suddenly less sure. But I'll be, I'm sticking with the fiend. I think, I think he's fine to make it in the next round. Kofi Kingston beats Shinsuke Nakamura, fifty-four point two percent to forty-five point eight percent. Close, but I was, I was actually surprised at how close this was. I thought people had soured on Nakamura more than they apparently have. I agree with you. I think we both overstated that, and I think we both understated how much some people disliked Kofi's title ring, right? Like, I had no real problem with it. I think some of the feuds were just doomed to fail for a range of reasons that weren't his fault. But I do think there's a lot of people that are like, that just proved he's a mid-card guy, and they're happy to move on. I noticed that when he lost it to Brock anyway. So that may be a factor as to why this was close. I'm not sure. Elias beats Goldberg. You had very odd potential upset for this one, and you were you were correct. Yes, this one wasn't this all that weird. close. Sixty-two point one percent to thirty-seven point nine percent. People don't like Goldberg. That's the only conclusion I have here. It's weird. I had put the resentment against Goldberg in a similar bracket to the feeling of against Brock, and I can confirm they are not the same thing after seeing these stuff. <laughs> People hate Goldberg. I mean, this is wild. I'm not an anti-Lias guy, but I think he has been truly like intolerable since coming back on SmackDown. I've not enjoyed anything he's done. So the idea that he beat Goldberg, I'm not sure there's a person on the whole the whole board that could have beat could have lost to Goldberg here. I honestly don't. People are just done with it. I guess. Braun, I Braun against Goldberg would have been a good <laughs> WrestleMania <run>. 20. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so we've got Kofi and Eli. I'm looking at the bottom of the half of this bracket. I think we're we're destined for for Kofi and Brian part two. Wow, that'd be a big time matchup, right? It was great at WrestleMania. I'm I'm in on that. Did we ever get a rematch to that match? Uh, yeah, they wrestled like the next night on Raw. 
I think. Or oh, wow. Th- like, during the wild card. Like, it was literally, like, it was part of the wild card. They had Kofi and Brian, two SmackDown guys, wrestling on Raw. I might actually have to watch this, because I'm not sure I ever saw it. I probably did. I don't know. We'll get to this another time. This is a different show we're doing now. Matches we've forgotten on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> that would be a long show. <laughs> yes, it would. It would be the longest show. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Kofi is is going through. I mean, Elias. I think that's more of an indictment on people hating Goldberg than it is on people yes. liking Elias. So I think Definitely. Kofi is is winning this matchup. That may be the easiest second round matchup to pick. I would say Kofi Kingston versus Elias. Yeah. I mean that, that feels pretty simple. Let's move on to the the women's bracket now. The final. Final region here, the women's bracket, starting off Becky Lynch against not Lana, not Liv Morgan, not Tamina, but Ruby Riot. Becky wins 83.8% for 16.2%. A pretty obvious call. Ruby didn't do bad. I thought Becky would be in the 90s, but Ruby had a good showing. Yeah, Ruby getting, I mean, it's crazy we're talking about that amount, like it's a lot. But Ruby getting that amount interests me for the next round, um, which obviously we're going to get to the next match in a second. But... I, look, we I, we explained the Ruby thing. I, I mean, I'm with you. Ruby's done nothing, right? I like Ruby. I wanted to be represented here in some form or fashion, but this was just never going to be a close matchup ever. Tamina would have done better. Of course, she's a title contender. <laughs> yeah, what is what is Ruby Riot doing? <laughs> uh, the eight nine matchup where Joe just <laughs> completely like we we know we know the idea behind this booking, okay? Let's not sugarcoat this. Joe gave Alexa Bliss a first-round buy against Lacey Evans. Alexa wins 88.7% to 11.3% with uh, with Lacey Evans. Okay, a, a question here, because I legitimately don't know. Does this suggest Alexa is more popular with people voting on wrestling Twitter polls than I realized? Or does this suggest that Lacey Evans is, second to Goldberg, the least popular wrestler in the whole thing? <laughs> I think it's both. I think Alexa okay. is very popular. Um, I there, everyone makes very nice comments towards her, and I don't see any nice comments towards Lacey. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Look, Joe, I, you, you rigged right this thing. tournament to give Alexa the first round bye. <laughs> this is not true, okay? And if I did do such a thing, I would have put her on the side of the bracket did not include Becky Lynch, okay? Because I'm looking at the matchup underneath this. It looks a lot more friendly for Alexa. But... It's time for me to do the right thing, Jeremy, I think. Um, Becky and Alexa, I'm, I'm, I understand what the people have got to do. Uh, everyone else on this sheet here, I can do the butt promos thing. Not really a fair argument against Becky. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to stand down the troops, Jeremy. I'm going to do the right thing. You're going to you vote right for Becky? I, I can't vote, but I would vote for Becky. I wouldn't, that's a lie. But I'm encouraging people... That I have no, I'm not putting any pressure on anyone to do anything that would make me happy. I understand the decision that needs to be made, and I'm leaving it at that. Bailey defeats Naomi in the five twelve matchup, sixty eight percent to thirty two percent. I thought Naomi would make this a little bit closer. Boy, I tell you that Naomi momentum that she had for like six days after Royal Rumble, <laughs> and we were sitting here and everyone was saying they're saving it for Mania, they're saving it, and then. Next thing I knew, she was getting beat by quite a distance against Bailey in the Marsh Madness bracket. I don't know where it went wrong, but it certainly did at some point. This actually surprised me a lot too. I thought she was gonna. I thought Bailey was in real trouble in a fan vote against Naomi, but I guess not. Strange. I I think Bailey's promo on SmackDown that was a strong promo by her. Do you Sounds remember good. this promo? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the to where the the six pack challenge match was was made official with a uh, page appearing via Skype. This was a this was a good promo by Bailey. A lot of people called it the the best heel promo she's cut. So you know what I that put her look, ladies and gentlemen, these promos you're cutting on these empty performance center shows, they're I don't know how they're helping you in WWE. They're they're big time helping you in the March Madness bracket. That's what matters. Was this the promo where she did an English accent? Or am I yes. totally... Con- yes, I okay. believe so. Okay, in that case, no comment, Colonel. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't have a strong memory of this promo. I just know everyone <laughs> said it was very good. Okay. 
I'll take everyone's word for it. Shayna yeah. Baszler defeats Carmella 68.9%, 31.1%. I was completely wrong on this one. I thought yeah. Baszler was – this was a huge upset. You put another weird potential upset, and no. I Maybe our timeline just – our timeline clearly is not an indicator of what the mass is like. Yeah, I mean, this one was definitely my own bias too because I think if someone else had tweeted this out and I was just going through the options, this matchup I may have just left un- unanswered. NA, move on. That's what I probably would have done here. So I had no clue what people were going to do. I see some people seem to like Carmella. Apparently people like Shayna Baszler. That's all good. I'm happy for everyone to be happy here, Jeremy. I've got no problem. I was surprised it was this wide. And it sets up Bailey versus Shayna, which is like, before the Naomi matchup, I'd have said, I have no clue, but I guess Bailey's going to win easily. She beat Naomi. This feels like a lock. I don't know. Like, Baszler's showing in the first round has me just second-guessing everything. Like, I wow. really don't know at this point. This is definitely not as intriguing a matchup as Becky and Alexa in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, but here it is, Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. A rematch of something they did, right? Didn't they do something in the Survivor Series business? Yeah, Shayna Shana beat, she penned Bailey in the match. Okay. You're right, that's why I ranked them this way. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Sasha Banks defeats Bianca Belair, 57.9%, 42.1%. Fairly close, as we as we figured, but Banks... Banks has got the main roster boost, and that's more than... Look, more people are watching SmackDown than NXT. That's breaking news for everyone. I mean, this does say a lot about how, how popular Bianca Blair is, though, right? Like, yes. this is a good showing. Very good I showing. I mean, the, the, the uh, suggestion that I may have rigged earlier parts of this region, Jeremy, on one side of the coin is that, and then the exact same coin, you flip it over and you see this match up. A lot of people have a lot of theories about me doing something sort of untoward here. And I want to make it clear, I did nothing. I did nothing unfair. I was very upfront, upfront about this. But uh, this speaks very highly to me, Anchor. But Sasha, I actually think this will be a, a hardest... What saying that the other matchup's kind of tough there. The West region's pretty good, right? I'm not sure. I was going to make a hot take there, but I no longer have the hot take. Uh, this was to be expected, but it was actually close enough. Well, do you think Bianca beats uh, would have beaten Shayna Baszler? Yes, I think so. As Definitely, well. I think she beats almost everyone on this. So I honestly do think that based on based on what I know, Sasha Banks is like as popular as it gets on Twitter. So. I assume if she got that much against her, she would have won against almost everyone else on here, other than a couple exceptions. Yeah, that, this, this was a good showing by Bianca. Look, it in was. the battle royal, in the battle royal, I, I would look out for Bianca. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Definitely, be wary. She's here. She's here to stay. Rhea Ripley defeats Kyrie Sane, fifty-seven point eight percent to forty-two point two percent. Um, good showing by by Kyrie. I do think Rhea has has lost some momentum as of late. I think this. I don't know if this speaks more to just the people like Kyrie Sane, even though she's been injured since like December, or the people have cooled on Rhea Ripley because her in December she like she was at the top of the mountain. It felt like. Yeah, I, you said to me last week. You was like. I'm not sure if it's just people love Asuka. It really is what it is. And I think you may actually be right upon reflection looking at this, because I thought she had a real chance. She came close, though, I guess. So, yeah, the Rhea Ripley thing's weird. I'm not sure. I, I've been watching all of her stuff recently because I'm writing about her, and I just I can't figure out if I'm still as high on her as before, and it's just like the natural kind of she's not as hot as she was before because she's now here to stay, I guess. But it definitely feels like there's been a shift of some kind, and I think it puts her in a pretty bad spot against Banks in the next round. Yeah, Ripley against Banks. I I don't know. If she didn't do this great against Kyrie Sane, then mm. I don't like her chances against Sasha Banks. Yeah, I agree. It looks like it's a, it looks like a tough matchup. Asuka against Natalia, 91.1% to 8.9%. Joe wanted to know if you voted for Eric Rowan. Please show yourself. I want to know if you voted for Natalia. Please show yourself. Yes, and I want four explanations. Not just one. I want a, not just a tweet. I want a tweet of a note section screenshot of a full apology slash explanation as to what happened here. But this was um, almost as one-sided as you expect, right? This was a tough matchup for poor Natalia. I'm not sure she was beating anyone here, 
um, which is mean in so many ways, but that's not my problem. That's not my fault. Okay, I'm just telling you what I expect the people to do. So, yeah, this was <laughs> this was never going to be close. Charlotte Flair defeats Nikki Cross 71.2% to 28.8%. Good showing by Nikki, considering she's kind of second fiddle to Alexa and Charlotte. I, I There's a lot of backlash against Charlotte, and I think that came to came to light here even more. Yeah, and I think it, it means that her run is not going to go much longer, right? I right. mean, Asuka is... She's, I think she's screwed against Asuka. People are... They, they made a mistake... That this is going to hurt Charlotte Flair. They made a mistake replaying that WrestleMania match on Raw yes. last night because it just brought up the bad memories again. And people are going to see this and be like, no, Asuka should have won then. She should have won last year at Mania when they took the title off of her as well. I, It's not looking good for Charlotte. I, there, a lot of people against her. WWE put her in a bad position with these replays. I if she has more power, she should have nixed that and been like, this is going to hurt my stock in the bracket, but she didn't, and not not looking good for her in the second round against Asuka. Yeah, this is a definitely a case of momentum, but it feels like we've been here with Charlotte for a long time. Every once in a while, it will swing the other way, and then like the consensus will become, hey guys, she's actually really good, and then it goes straight back. She'll beat someone in a match that she shouldn't win, I guess, in people believe anyway, and uh, then it goes back to being this. I can't. I mean, I can't fathom what the reaction will be if she beats Rhea Ripley. I feel like things are going to get very nasty very quick. Yeah, if she loses to Rhea Ripley at Mania, I think people are going to be like, "Oh man, Charlotte, she's actually good." And if she wins, <laughs> it's going to be, it's not going to be good. exactly that. Yeah, it's it's just an ongoing thing. It never seems to change with her, which makes sense because like the programming never changes with her, right? It's the same. She's going to be doing a title for you regardless. So. I'm not surprised. Charlotte has to have great matches and like always lose. And then people recognize how good she is. Because if she wins, she won't get the recognition. They'll just focus on... It's similar to Roman Reigns. They'll just focus on like, this person keeps winning. I'm sick of it. I I always remember people used to be like, Charlotte is what like haters say Roman is. And it would always make me laugh because I'd think, man, I'm pretty sure Charlotte gets enough hate on her own. right? I don't think she needs to be kind of getting this deflection stuff. Everyone seems to be giving Charlotte um, criticism. So... This is the end of her run. I think Asuka's going to be hard to beat. That is the women's bracket. That is the entire bracket. First first round completely done. We move on to the second round. Polls will be up. When's the first poll going up, Joe? I think it'll be up tomorrow. That's what I think I'm playing in my head. We're going to pair uh, Raw and NXT and then SmackDown and the women. So if that will be Thursday, the SmackDown and women one. Tomorrow will be Raw and NXT is the plan. It could change. It probably will. But that's the plan. Oh, not good for NXT. They... Oh, maybe oh, right. actually. Yeah. No, it actually is because the poll will be running after the show, and then they'll have Thursday morning. Okay, the timing is good for NXT. Actually, the, the timing timing is yeah. good. We had Raw, so that that actually that works out. So it'll be fresh. The NXT stuff will be fresh after Sean gives them that big speech. The NXT stuff will be yeah. fresh for the the brass ring can still be gained. It can still be taken. That's right. You just got to take the moment. That's right. So we'll be back on back on thursday with our actual show no show on wednesday but our typical distraction show on thursday and then friday we will recap the second round and look ahead to the third round and talk about some other stuff because i don't suspect we'll have too much when it comes to the bracket as the field starts to dwindle we will have to fill time with other happenings in the world which there's not a lot of no, no, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a real challenge, right? Filling yeah. the topics in that'll be the real tackle. That's right. Um, so again, if you have topics, please suggest them to us. We're we're more than open to listening to the audience, getting topic ideas, and going from there. Mm-hmm. Anytime we'll we'll listen to the suggestions. We may not use them ever, but we will listen to them. That's all we can do, right? We'll read them. We'll listen to them. You can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeHolbert5. More great features coming out. The The Drew McIntyre feature is out. Everyone check that out right now up on Fightful.com. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter at JeremyLambert88. Again, check out our interview with Ricky Starks. That is posted on the site right now. I've got some article. Joe made me do extra work with the questions <laughs> he asked. So I've got some articles coming out from that uh, from that interview as well that everyone can read. But Ricky Starks... Check that out. Support him um, during these times. Support anyone you can during these times. Support yourself by staying inside. Wash your hands. Yes. 
Take care of yourself. Good message. Good message, Jeremy. Well done. I agree. We'll, we'll talk to everybody on Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.